0: Welcome to Faith Changes Everything, a broadcast of Faith Heights Church. All right, remember these words from Mark chapter 9, verse 23, where Jesus said, All things are possible to him that believes all things are possible. That means, friend, no matter what you're struggling with, you can overcome it. And no matter where you're at in life, you can always go higher. Turn with me, please, to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. In verse 14, we've been talking about victory is a choice, winning over disease, winning over fear, winning over addictions, is a choice. It's a choice to get in the Word of God, because Jesus said you'll know the truth, the truth will make you free. It's a choice to believe what the Word of God says, right? because this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And it's a choice to say what you believe, because Jesus said you're ultimately going to have in life what you believe in your heart and you say with your mouth. That's how you choose victory. At the end of the service last week, when the cameras were off, this is why you need to go to church and not just stay home. If you can be there, be there. We talked about you're also going to have to choose to walk in love. Because love makes faith work. Love is God's way. Love is the best way. Love is the way to victory. And so you're also going to have to choose to be a kind person, an unselfish person. You're going to have to choose to repent when you do mess up and, and stay in the love walk. And if you do those things, you will live in victory. Today, I want you to turn to Psalm chapter 1. The very first Psalm. This is Israel's prayer and song book. And man, do we glean a lot of revelation and help from it. Has anybody ever read any of the Psalms and got set free? Has anybody ever read any of the Psalms and got healed? Delivered? Make it through a crisis you thought you couldn't make it through? Why? Because they're anointed. This is not like any other book, friend. This is God-breathed given by inspiration of God. Holy men of God spoke as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost and the scribes recorded it. And this is a book in a separate category. It's the Word of God. And I want to say this to you. King David, he went through all kinds of stuff and he wrote most of the Psalms. I mean, if you look at his life, he, his minister began with his leader wanting to murder him. Throwing javelins at him. I mean, literally trying to, st- to stick him to the wall with a javelin. Right. Kill him. Because Saul was jealous. I mean, what a beginning, right? You think, oh, hey, I'm going to be the next king of Israel. Let's celebrate. People wanting to kill him. Right. Kind of reminded me when I stepped into the pastoral office. Seriously, I stepped in the pastoral office, and a leader in the church, I mean, the leader in the church, I mean, started cussing at me. Wanting to do harm to us? I'm thinking, this is supposed to be a glorious day. This is supposed to be a glorious day. We had opposition from day one, but it's done nothing but make us stronger. Because we knew where to turn to get the strength and the victory over it. But I want you to think about, because we're going to talk about something that David said, that if you'll do, you'll get through things that he got through, and even more if necessary, but most people probably aren't going to go through half of what David went through. But man, what an example of getting the victory. I like hearing from people who have results in their life. Yes. I like hearing from people who have tangible victory in their life. Yes. In other words, David, what are, what are your beliefs? What do you believe? I want to know because I want what you got. Uh, where do you go? What, where do you spend your time doing? Because I, I want what you got. Who's your Lord? Because I want that Lord to be my Lord. Yeah. I mean, David, at the end of his life, it said he died a good old age full of days, riches, and honor. Interesting, because he'd done some dishonoring things. But tell me, no, when you're forgiven, you're forgiven. And you could do dishonoring things and still die a person of honor in the Lord's eyes. Right? But so David, he starts off with the, the leader wanting to kill him, murder him, follow him, tra- I mean, tracking him down. He's got, He's got to live in caves and all kinds of stuff. And then he gets, you know, finally he becomes king and Sadly, Saul died on the battlefield. But he's king and now his wife starts freaking out. It starts getting weird on him. I mean, anybody ever have any spouse problems? <laughs> yeah, don't raise your hand. Are You're not going to get dinner tonight? And Lawn's not going to get mowed? No, but we all know everybody's had challenges in this spouse area. And some have had challenges to the point of splits, divorce. Just crazy stuff. David knew knew about that. I mean, his wife totally came against him and did weird things against him. Michael, Saul's daughter. Terrible. He had children problems. How many know David had children problems? Actually, he had the death of a little infant. Very sad. He got through it with the Lord's help. He overcame the grief and the sorrow with the Lord's help. He went on with the Lord's help. Became a mighty man of valor with the Lord's help. He said, he got a revelation. He says, yeah, he, he was fasting and praying and he was hurting and ripped up on the inside and, and his child died. I mean, real young baby died. And David had a revelation, which a lot of people need to have a revelation of to overcome sorrow. David said, he's gone. He can't come to me. But one day I will go to him. Right. Right. He said, I'll give you peace this world can't give right. or take away. Because you know there's way more than this life. This is actually the shortest thing we'll ever do. This life. So David had children. you talking about children problems. Oh my goodness. Absalom. His child. His flesh and blood and bone. Wants to overcome David and his kingdom and become king. And kick his father off the throne. He'll even go to the point of committing murder if he has to. I mean just, just conspiring against his dad. I mean doing terrible things. He had children problems. Right? He had personal moral failure in his life. He had personal problems he had messed up. man. he took another man's wife, had that man killed on the battlefield. One of his own men. A valiant man of his. Because he wanted his wife. Takes her. Marries her. And that's not all. I mean, David said, he said that innumerable evils have compassed me about mine iniquities have taken hold upon me they are more than the hairs of my head so we know he he wasn't a perfect man but he clung to God he bounced back he repented he admitted his faults he got restored and he is Israel's best king and today he's known as a man after God's own heart isn't that amazing And we'll be talking forever about the sure mercies of David. Absolutely powerful. Well, at the end of his life, he's giving multiplied billions of dollars to the building and their building project that day. This was a guy who used to live in a cave. All that came to him were distressed, discouraged, and in debt. Just like him. So how do you get from the cave to donating billions of dollars to a good work in the earth? Amen. Well, I'm going to show you. Anybody interested? Yes. How many of you are interested in winning every battle? Amen. Huh? David had some battles on his hands. I mean, even his mighty men. Oh my goodness. They're like super, superheroes today. Eleazar, Right? Eleazar gets a hold. This is one of David's mighty men. Eleazar gets a hold of the sword and all these Philistines are coming against him and he slays 300 Philistines with a sword and the Bible says after he did that his hand claved to the sword. They couldn't get his hand off the sword. (laughs) That's a pretty interesting feat. That's a superhero. Who's the superhero of all superheroes? Jesus. Jesus. The lion of the tribe of Judah and he reigns prince of the kings of the earth. Are you kidding me? Captain of our salvation? Jesus is it. <laughs> right? Maybe we should do a movie as a church someday. The, the true superhero. Now, turn with me to Psalm 1. And I want to show you here what I believe is key to everything David walked in, everything David had. This is the foundation. This I know there's other things that came out of this, but if this wasn't there, those other things wouldn't have come out either. Psalm 1. Oh, you're going to love this, church. Verses 1 through 3. Blessed, happy. Amplified Bible says, To be envied is the man, or woe man. Right? Mm -hmm. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But this man, this blessed man, his delight... I hope you being in church today is not just your duty. Works way better for you if you like it. If you delight in what you're doing for the Lord. Alright? His delight is in the law or the word of the Lord... And in His law or His word, does He meditate day and night? Now this is talking about a lifestyle of consciousness of God and His word. He knows you can't have His his Bible in front of your eyes 24-7. He knows you've got things to do. He knows you've got places to go. He knows you've got other responsibilities in this life. But did you know you can live a lifestyle of meditating in the word day and night? by making some tweaks in your priorities, in your focus, in your concentration. Did you realize you can do this? You can meditate in the Word day and night. You can live with the Lord everywhere you go. Consciousness that He's with you and He's greater and he, anything you need to know, He'll help you know it. So He's talking. Now the word meditate, you say, Pastor, are you are going to teach us on meditation? Be a good subject. The world took meditation and messed it up. Transcendental Meditation. Whatever. That's the perversion of the real. The devil has never created anything. He has to pervert good things that God created. Get you using it the wrong way. Doing it the wrong way. Right? And meditation is a really good thing. A lot of people are shying away from it because the world's projecting their crazy view of it. But true meditation, pondering the Word of God day and night, that'll make you successful. well, Pastor, I don't know how to meditate. If you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. Come on, that's the negative part of it. You want to get out of that kind of meditation. Can you worry all day long? This is really good. Can you worry all day long? How do you meditate in the Word day and night? How do you worry day and night? How do you worry day and night? Because if you just take the same principles of worrying day and night and turn it on to... To God's word and believe for good things and expect good things day and night, you're meditating in the word day and night. But the Hebrew word for me- meditate is to speak. Mm. You may not understand or know exactly how this works, but if you will start speaking the word of God in the daytime and at nighttime, I don't know how long it's between you and the Holy Ghost. There's times I just reserve time and speak the Word. I just walk the floor and speak scriptures over my health, my finances, my family, my ministry, my church, the anointing, divine protection, the leading of the Spirit. I just speak scriptures over my life, day and night. I used to do it day. Wondering why I wasn't prospering like the Word said I could. And the Lord said, it's because you don't qualify. I didn't say if you meditate in my word day... You'll get the next verses, which we'll see in just a minute. He said, I said, if you meditate in my word day and night. I don't like going to bed with movies on my mind. I don't like waking up and the first thing I'm thinking about is Facebook and what's on my phone. I don't like that. It messes with my prosperity and it messes with my success. And church, what I'm going to tell you right now does not just work for preachers and teachers in the church. If you will do what we just read here and, and as we continue to read... It'll enhance anything you're called to do. Carpentry, electrician. Are you listening to me? Any career. This, friend, don't just study up on your profession in the natural. Put the Word of God first in your life, and God will supernaturally take care of you. Amen? Excuse me. You can't just study up on how to be a good singer. You've got to get the Word of God on the inside of you. Then you'll supernaturally sing and see supernatural results. Oh, I know what i got to do. I've got to burn the midnight oil and study on this and study on that and study on this. Great, fine, wonderful, but not at the expense of this. Anybody can work their finger to the bone, age prematurely, and die young and have a bunch of money, but not everybody's prospering God's way which brings no sorrow with it. It's not all up to you. God wants to lift you up. So let's read on here. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in His word shall he meditate day and night. Now notice, what happens if you do this? What happens if you walk not in the counsel of the ungodly? What happens if you stand not in the way of sinners? What happens if you sit not in the seat of the scornful? What happens if your delight is in the law of the Lord, and in His law you meditate day and night? What happens? What happens? You're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And I don't see any tree trying to produce green leaves. Everybody's trying, trying, trying. You need to start meditating. It takes the try out of faith. It takes the try out of life. Things just flow. Anointing is just there. Power just shows up. We're trying and trying and trying and trying. Why try when you could be like a tree planted by the rivers of water? Our effort is in being planted by the right river. Does life not just flow? I'm not saying there's zero effort, but I'm saying there's so much trying and not not very much trusting going on. on. Uh, You want to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You're not just relying on rain once in a while. You're tapped into an ever living flow. You're going to be like you're not going to be a tree. (laughs) You're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit. In season. None of this 29 years goes by and you still broke. Still got that sickness. Now notice this. Bring forth fruit in his, now what? His leaf. Everybody say, My leaf leaf. (laughs) Shall shall not wither or fade. Leaf is the outside of your life. Thank God for what it does to your heart. Thank God for the peace that it gives your soul. But will getting in the Word day and night do something for your leaf? (laughs) For your body? For your finances? Yeah, it won't wither. Now notice this next part. And whatever you do, if you're a musician, if you're a housewife, if you're a plumber, if you're a politician... If you're a pastor, you don't have to be in ministry for this to work for you. Whatever you... Mechanic. Right? Medical field. Whatever you do shall prosper. Now, I don't want to necessarily focus on the next verse, but look at the next verse. (laughs) The ungodly are not so. That's a whole other realm there. So, come back to this thought now with me. I personally, as a pastor... I see people all the time struggling. Not happy. Hurting. Always in the test. Always in the valley. Hardly ever smile. No shout of joy about him, Unless somebody, after an hour, stirs them up. Mm. That doesn't have to be. Come on. We could all be fresh, moist, successful prosperous. You're just going to have to make some adjustments to your lifestyle. You're going to have to make some adjustments to your priorities. You can't rush what I'm talking about you, you know, your daily duty and it really worked powerfully for you. This has to be something you invite into your life forevermore. Because some people try this. They cram it in. They do all they can. But there's really no delight. It's really not a part of their life. they just hurry, 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 get this done so I can get my prosperity. And then they think it doesn't work. And then they give up on the Bible. Or they go to some other church that doesn't preach like this or what. No, no. What you're hearing works. But you got to look at every word. Blessed is the man that delights. Right. Right? Right? Delights. His delight is in the law of the Lord. You love this. Ask yourself, what's some of the things you really enjoy in life? Golf? Shopping? Sports? Cars? Eating? What's some things you look forward to? Hear me, I'm saying this by the word of the Lord. When getting in the word, hearing anointed sermons, being involved with the things of God is just as joyful to you as those other things... There's nothing that can stop you from coming up. Nothing. Most, well I shouldn't say, a good degree of people never get to the delight stage like they need to. It's still just something they're trying to cram in. It's still just something they're trying to do to soothe their conscience. It's still just something they're... You, You might as well, like Kenny, you might as well just sell out. And say, God, this is it. You are... The joy of my life. Your word is better to me than thousands of gold and silver. So I know people they, they they struggle. They they don't seem to have the victory. And what I'm sharing with you now is what you need. So I'm going to have you turn to Psalm 119, and I'm going to read you a quote of something that I believe the Holy Spirit wanted me to audibly say to those of you that are here and those of you that are watching by camera. I want you to hear this. Quote, Tell my people that when this is a part of their daily lives, most of their problems will just go away, and they won't have to keep always praying for the help that they need. When you're planted by the rivers of water, there's a constant flow into your life. Please don't try to figure it all out before you do it. Just do it and watch the Lord perform his word in your life. I'm so thankful I don't have to figure out how my computer works. I don't have to figure out how my car works to enjoy it. You may never you don't have to understand how this works. Just do it and enjoy the prosperity, enjoy the good success. I want to encourage you today. I want you to, when the service ends, I want you to think about tweaks and adjustments in your personal life to where you have time for this. Actually, I titled it, similar to a series we taught a while back, Making Room for Good Success. Making Room for Prosperity. God's Way. Because most people don't have time for what I'm talking about right now, and you're going to have to make room for it. Delete some things that are not as important. Can I get a witness? You can't get through prayer when only these verses will get you through that you can get through these verses. So Psalm 119 And I'm going to we're going to read quite a few verses here. This is King David again. He learned these things by experience. Let's um let's start reading here. I'm going to just look up on the screen and read them. Could you put the first one up there verse 14 through 18? David said, I rejoiced in the way of your testimonies, Lord, as much as in all riches. Keep going. I will meditate in your precepts and have respect unto your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes, Lord, and I will not forget your word. Deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. Open you mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Glory to God. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but your servant did meditate in your statutes. Now, church, um, before we go on here, this is a man just like you, just like me, going through stuff, trying to find victory. Trying to get the help he needs. Trying to be everything God's called him to be. Trying to get the satisfaction out of life. This is, how many think King David is a good person to listen to? Sure. Prophet. Very successful prophet. King. Best Israel's ever had, other than Jesus himself, right? Very wealthy. Very successful. Strong. Well, he's telling you right here, one of the main reasons he got to that level. He loved God the Word of God. He loved it. Keep going. Let's read some more. He said, Lord, your test... These are all found in Psalm 119. Lord, your testimonies are my delight and my counselors. Anybody ever need counsel? This book will fix anything. David said, I have stuck unto your testimonies, O Lord. Oh, put me not to shame. Let's just keep reading that list. I will run the way of your commandments when you shall enlarge my heart. Verse 35. Make me to go in the path of your commandments, for therein do I delight. Verse 40. Behold, I have longed after your precepts. Quicken me in your righteousness. How many of you can actually say, I long for those times of Bible study and reading and praying. I long. How many of you long for this? See, we're going way beyond success principles. We're talking about a heart fully engulfed in what God wants. Fully focused on His Word, His direction. So real to you that He's more real to you than even your spouse. And I will walk at liberty. I will walk at what? Freedom. Why? Because I seek your precepts. Anybody like freedom? And you should like what brings it. I will speak of your righteousness also before kings and I will not be ashamed. Let's keep going. And I will delight myself in your commandments, which I have loved. <laughs> oh, glory to God. My hands also will I lift up unto your commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in your statutes. Remember the word unto your servant, upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has quickened me. The proud have had me in great derision, but I have not declined from your law. I remember your judgments of old, O Lord, and have not and have comforted myself. Honor, oh, excuse me, horror has taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake your law. Your statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. Songs with the word in them, can't get any better than that. I have remembered your name, O Lord, in the night, and have kept your law. This I had because I kept your precepts. Before I was afflicted, something happened. I went astray, but now have I kept your word. I mean, it's, it's a dangerous thing to go astray from the word of God in this crazy world that we live in. It's a dangerous thing. Let's keep reading. Let's finish this off. My soul faints for your salvation, but I hope in your word. Verse 87. They had almost consumed me upon the earth, but I forsook not your precepts. Unless your law had been my delights, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for with them you have quickened me. That's all we have time for now. Let me just say this, church. I know from personal experience that this works. From day one in ministry, in our marriage, to finances, God has delivered us time and time. There's times I read two Bibles at the same time I was going through such a test and trial. The Word has fixed everything in our life, will always fix everything in our life, and it will fix everything in your life too. Do you believe it? We need to get excited about it. Father, we pray. Friends that are watching by television or media, if you're not born again and you want to be, say these words. Jesus, Jesus. I believe in you. I believe believe God raised you from the dead. dead. Thank Thank you for saving me. Amen.